On today's show, for many Americans, saving for retirement is not on the front burner, so to speak. If that's you, we've got some signs that you'll probably want to avoid and tips to help you be successful. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka, and Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Welcome, Steve. It's a pleasure to talk to you today. Good to speak to you as well, Teresa. Glad to be here. Yes, yes. You've got over two decades of experience. Um, and you're also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions. You've got offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. I do. Looking forward to our conversation today. We're going to go through a lot of a lot of interesting material. Okay, sounds great. So let's get started. Um, so if saving for retirement hasn't been a priority until now, so chances are you've still got time to turn things around. And in the style of comedian Jeff Foxworthy, remember him from from uh, the 1980s, 1990s, we've put together a list of things we call you might not be able to retire if, but the good news is we've also got the solutions to help you get on a better path. The first one, if you're looking for a quick retirement fix, is there such a thing, Steve? <laughs> there's, there's really no such thing as a, a, a quick fix. We all, we all have that neighbor that loves to come over and brag um, about how, how wonderful they're doing. And maybe you're on social media and you, you see people's Facebook posts or they always, no one ever posts the bad stuff, right? They're no, only going to post, no. <laughs> they're only going to post when things are going or, well. So. Or, what, or what they made for dinner that night. Uh, that's always that. That was a common thing for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I see another photo of food. Um, but the, you know, like, for example, with Bitcoin or GameStop or any of these things that have been in the news recently, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you've heard some some friends or, or someone bragging about how much money they made. Oh, yeah. But what they're not going to tell you is how much they lost on other things. Right. So right. there's no there's no catch all solution, you know, for especially when you're nearing retirement, you don't want to be doing things that put your assets at risk. You want to be making sound financial decisions based on a plan. Absolutely. You don't, that, that's the wrong time to take a risk. Uh, maybe when you're younger, but no, not when you're getting closer to retirement. Um, definitely not. Also, you're spending without a plan. I mean, this one is self-explanatory. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so this is, you know, the champagne, the champagne budget on the on the on the White Castle uh, <laughs> salary income. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. You know, so if, if we think about that, it's when you get to retirement, you have more time so you can do more of the things you like to do. Right. But if you haven't created a plan, your spending could actually increase in retirement. And so there's a lot of financial planners out there that are using these outdated rules of thumb or they might tell you things like, oh, you can live on 60 percent of your pre retirement income. That's that's BS. They've done studies on this and actually more, close to a third of the people spend more in retirement than they were spending pre-retirement. And so spending is very important because it becomes the central, the central theme of, of your distribution plan. So you want to have an accurate view of 
what you're spending. The spending is going to determine how you segment your assets. So you don't want to just use one of these kind of cookie cutter questionnaires that a lot of people use, like what's your water bill? What's your, your phone bill? What's your, yeah. you know, what's your cable bill? Sure. So you're, you're going to want to look at your actual spending. So you want to work with an advisor who's going to have a system in place to actually measure what you're actually spending. The easiest way to make good decisions is to measure, right? So anything that you're measuring, you can make better decisions on. You make decisions from a position of strength that way. Yeah, and that sounds good. And and you go through with your clients too. There's many things that you touch on. You do estate planning all the way down to tax planning. So that that's that's good. You have all that to back everything up. Um, also, paying off debt is not a priority. I know that's a that's a big one. Well, yeah, this is a this is another big misconception, right? So that people think, oh, if I retire, I, I have to pay off my mortgage. Well, you could do that, but. If you're taking it from, say, your 401k to pay off your mortgage, well, now you're just creating a, a, a silent partner in that transaction. And that, that silent partner is Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Because our tax brackets are progressive, meaning the higher income that you have, the more taxes, more percentage taxes you pay. And so if you took out 200000 to pay off your mortgage, the IRS treats it as if you made an extra 200000 and it puts you in a higher tax bracket. Oh, okay. Uh, and right now, mortgage interest rates are so low, um, you're much smarter to pay it off gradually. Now, credit card debts and things of that nature, that we would get into a little bit more specifically in a, in a financial plan. But for the most part, paying off debt can, can be a good thing if it's high interest rate credit card debt. But unfortunately, a lot of times we see people just say, oh, I want to be completely out of debt. And what they do is they don't leave themselves enough liquid for potentially a 30-year retirement. Also want to give the number to call you right now. That number to call Steve, it's 800-705-9995. Again, that's 800-705-9995 to get in touch with Steve. And we're going to go to the next one, living paycheck to paycheck. You know, So you might be living yeah. paycheck to paycheck, but if you're paying yourself first, that could be okay. Mm-hmm. Where it becomes a problem is if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you haven't put anything away. Right. So if, if money burns a hole in your pocket, what you're doing is you're leaving yourself no cushion whatsoever, and then you end up having to work a lot longer. And ultimately, your work is going to end one of, one of three ways. Either you're going to say it's time to hang it up, someone else is going to tell you it's time to hang it up, or God is going to tell you it's time to hang it up. Hmm. So what do I mean by that? Well, the, the ideal is for you to be able to say when you're going to hang it up, because that means you're retiring on your own terms. That means you've done the proper savings and you have the money set aside, you've done a plan, and you, you feel confident that you can go into retirement. For most people who are living paycheck to paycheck, that's not going to be an option. And what happens in a lot of those cases are the second and third things, and they get caught flat-footed or unprepared, meaning someone else tells them it, it's time to hang it up, meaning they get laid off or they get a package at work, or God tells them, meaning they physically can't do the job anymore. Right. And so... If you're in one of those two situations, then you, you're going to have a rude awakening because now you, you haven't saved any money to live on. And so in that situation, it can be very scary. And it also can affect your attitude once you get into retirement. So you can, get, you can become depressed. That can lead to other sorts of health issues. So these things, we don't just look at finances in a vacuum. There's a lot of things that factor into your retirement and 
how you enter retirement and your attitude going into retirement is a big factor. And obviously, someone who's organized and is planning and doing the proper steps is setting themselves up for a more fruitful retirement. Right. I mean, you want to take the stress out of retirement and not have to worry about where's my money going to be coming from. And I, I do know a few people, you know, who actually have to work into their 70s. It's just because they, they have to. You know, so you definitely want to take the stress out. And that brings us to our, our next point. You're not building a re- reliable monthly income, which is just all of what we're just talking about. Yeah. So you want to be able to have a, a, a check coming in, right? So part of your work life is that you had a paycheck coming in, whether it's every two weeks or every month, depending on how you get paid. And so you, you want to have something coming in to pay the bills and you will have potentially social security and maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension. However, a lot of times those are not going to keep pace with inflation. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. And so part of retiring is not just your check that stops. It's also 45 hours a week out of your, your day that stops. You know, that's, you have to replace those hours. Definitely important to get a plan in place and have that all set up and get, a, get that stress taken out of retirement. And that's something that you could do. Yeah, that's something we're we're looking to help people with today. So, I mean, for the next 10 callers that call in right now, we're going to create a comprehensive retirement distribution plan absolutely free. So you've, you've probably seen this offered through other people for over $1,000. We're going to show you how much you can project to live on based on your current situation. We'll give it to the first 10 callers who have at least $200,000 in assets, even though we typically do these plans for people who have over a million dollars in assets. As a special today, we're gonna to be doing it for anyone who has over $200,000, you can get this free report. And if, uh, Teresa, if you'd give them the number right now, that would be great. All right, absolutely. The number to call Steve, it's 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's just common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. Folks, you need to sit down and get a financial roadmap put together, and Steve will translate the complex financial world is something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. So for the next 10 callers who call in, you will receive a comprehensive financial review that will show you where you are now. But most importantly, this review is going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be. In short, you have nothing to lose. Call now. And the number again, it's 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Steve's got over two decades of experience, and he's also a fiduciary. He's got your best interests at heart. He wants to put the stress out of retirement planning. You don't have to worry about anything when you call Steve. Call right now. That number again, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Steve, what's coming up in our next segment? When we come back, some easy ways to get into the habit of saving, things that will really impact your future self, and you're going to be thanking yourself for listening. And welcome back, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve has got over two decades of experience and services he offers, estate planning, financial planning, health insurance, tax planning, and long-term care, all important things. 
And when it comes to saving for retirement, we often hear that we need at least a million dollars. That may be, but how do you get there? Well, let's start by ways you can save some money toward retirement. You might be surprised how easy it is and how to start saving even more. First one, you can boost your balance. What's, and what's that all about? Yeah, so basically a small increase in your savings given enough time can have a big boost to your overall retirement nest egg. So if you started saving, say, an extra $500 a year, if you were younger, if you were 30 years old, and you have the power of that compounding interest, even at a 7% annual return and historically things like an index fund will return uh, higher than that, more like 10%, you'd have an extra $70,000 upon retirement. So most people can save that extra $500. They just choose not to. But even a small increase can make a difference. And it's just, you're creating the discipline and the habit. What I would usually recommend to folks is if you haven't done this, start off small and then gradually increase it so that you get use to that money coming out of your account. You don't want to save to your own detriment. You don't want to save and then too much all at once and bite off more than you can chew and then end up taking out credit card debt. If you do it in small increments and you just get into the pattern and the discipline of saving, you're going to eventually get to a number that will help actually increase your retirement nest egg. Yeah, because it it all helps. It all builds up. Um, Next way you could do it is increasing your 401k withholding. And so, yeah, that's an important, that's an important topic to begin with. So as most of you are aware, you can do up to $19,500 a year into your 401k. And if you're over 50, you could actually do $7,000 more than that. You know, if you're taking advantage of that and you're putting the, the proper money away into your 401k, you could really jumpstart your savings, even if you're starting late. So if you were starting at 50, but wanted to retire at 65 and say you did the full catch up, which is $26,000 a year, you could take that $26,000 over the next 15 years that could potentially grow to a substantial nest egg, even though you started later. So just because you haven't started yet doesn't mean you're, you're out of luck, but you want to follow the same premise that I just said with boosting your balance, because any money you put into your 401k is money that's coming out of your paycheck that's less that's getting deposited into your bank. So you want to do it at a pace that's sustainable. The most important thing is that you want whatever you do to be sustainable, because if you if you go too heavy all at once, then what happens is you get frustrated and you quit doing it. And then you, you end up five years later down the road now in the same position and it feels like you're running in place. Yeah. All good points. All good points. This next one is similar. It's put $10 a week in an IRA. I mean, that little bit that can actually add up then. It can, uh, you know, it's again, they're all, they all kind of tie into the same thing about, uh, about building the discipline. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we look at too, is sometimes you you might be very disciplined, right? So, you know, we're, we're talking about people who kind of need a nudge to save, but what about the people who are actually out there that have been saving a lot, whether it's if you're a federal employee, for example, if you're plugging money every pay period into your TSP, you might have, if you've been doing that for the length of your career, you might have a a high six figure or seven figure balance in that account. So now the question becomes, even though you're close to retirement and we typically think of Roth as something for younger people, you may wanna think, all right, with these new contributions, let me switch some to Roth. And even though I won't get the tax deduction, I will have, I'll be generating myself a tax-free pool of money that I can use later in retirement. And so 
those are types of, of tax strategies and things that we would look at in a retirement distribution plan. Okay. 800-705-9995 is the way to get in touch with Steve. 800-705-9995. Our next point is get a 401k match. And so anytime someone's giving you money for free, you should take it. Absolutely. And so oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest way to increase your retirement. Yeah. If, if your company says, hey, we'll match you up to 3%, for example, you want to at the very least be putting that 3% because otherwise you're giving up free money, you know, just leaving it on the table. And so we see that a lot. And the other thing that we see a lot is that people don't contribute evenly to their plan. So they think, oh, well, I want to get all of my 401k done early in the year. So they, they put a much higher percentage the first three months of the year, and then they have nothing going in the last three months of the year. What happens in that situation is a lot of companies will match based on the pay period. So if you've been contributing for nine months, you're only getting nine months worth of matches. And so that's a bit, that's a pitfall for the people again, who are, who are saving the maximum. Yeah. Or if you got a raise or something like that too. Also take advantage of tax deductions. This is a, an area where people just don't, they don't realize where they can save the money. And so I'm going to just, you know, and it's not just the tax deductions of putting the money in, right? So and unfortunately, sometimes people will get advice that's where the, the person didn't really listen to their individual needs, and they're just looking at it from a cookie cutter kind of standpoint and giving everyone the same advice. Maybe you have a, an, a resident office expert that says, oh, you need to do this, and everyone in the office just kind of listens to them. So one area that I've see, I see a, a lot is that some people, their, their goal is not to retire right away. Some people like what they do, and they want to continue working into their 70s. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I've seen very often is They'll, they'll receive advice to roll over their 401k plan in their 60s while they're still working. Now they'll be 73 years old and they're taking a minimum distribution from that, but they're still working and, and earning a good income and they don't want that minimum distribution. Well, it might make sense to save taxes to roll that money back into your 401k because if it's in your 401k, you don't have to take a minimum distribution on it if you're still working. So the, that's just kind of a simple a simple thing that you know, that people will overlook because they're not, they're looking at giving the exact same kind of cookie cutter advice to everybody, as opposed to really thinking about their own individual situation. Right, right. I mean, you take the time to sit down with people or, you know, go over the, on the phone with them and listen to what the, you know, what their interests are, where they're going, where they're heading, you know, every, you take all that into consideration. So that's a good thing. Also too, saving your tax refund. That's another uh, a, a simple way to save some money. So it's 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 interesting. I mean, obviously this this year has been kind of an anomaly, but with the the stimulus checks, every time they send out the stimulus checks, they show on the news the the big line of people outside of Best Buy, <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of people's attitude also with tax refunds. A lot of times is they think it's found money, and they go out and spend it on something that they maybe they need, but maybe they don't really need. If you actually took that money and saved it, that's a that's a, a a great way to to jumpstart your savings and to build up a cushion. The reason you want to build up a cushion is because you always want to make financial decisions from a position of strength, and so the easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. And if you you know if you don't have money to fall back on, you panic and you make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, and I was going to mention so, the yes. stimulus. Uh, you know, just you mentioned it. I mean, uh, that as well. You can definitely sock that away along with uh, your tax refund. 
No, absolutely. If you don't need the stimulus and a, a, a portion of the people receiving the checks obviously need the money, right. but there's a good portion that probably don't necessarily need the money and can put it into savings. And in that situation, it does definitely make sense to save it. And we, I touched on it earlier about raises. You can put your raise into savings as well. Yeah. Anytime you get a raise, you should also correspondingly up your your withdrawals or your deferrals into your retirement plan by one or 2%. The reason you want to do that is because you want to get to a place where you have enough money saved to meet the risks that are, you're going to face in retirement. You want to make sure that you have all of your, your money saved so that you can answer the kind of the financial p- puzzle, so to speak, and you can figure out, all right, here's what I'm going to get from social security. Here's, here's the risk that I'm taking. What we're going to do now is basically for the next 10 people who call, we're going to put together a retirement distribution plan. And that plan is going to show you what your projected social security is, what your pension along with increases might be, what the level of risk in your portfolio is now. And we're going to use something called a forward projection, which is going to show based on the way you have your assets invested now, here's what we project them to grow to. We're also going to look at your fees. So one of the interesting thing about fees is that we're all paying fees. We just don't always realize it. A lot of times you might have a mutual fund or, or, or an annuity and they send you a booklet every year that breaks down the fees into different percentages. And when you hear 1% for this or 1% for that, it doesn't sound like a lot. When you look at it in dollars, it ends up adding up to quite a bit of money. And so one of the things that we do is we put together a spreadsheet where we, we show you, we x-ray your portfolio and show you what you're actually paying in dollars. And so that is going to be available to anyone who calls now, any of the first 10 callers, we will put together that report. So Teresa, if you could give them the number, that would be great. Sure thing. That number to call Steve, it's 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. Folks, there is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. To find out what your investments are really costing you, because as we mentioned of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement, pick up the phone right now and call Steve. That number again, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Steve is an advisor you can trust with over two decades of experience. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What do we have coming up next, Steve? Well, we're going to get rolling, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> talking about those 401ks rolling over and whether or not it makes sense for you and what are some of the pitfalls and challenges to that? And what are some of the things that you need to know? And maybe some of the red flags that should kind of peak your, your, your BS filter, so to speak. And so we will get into that in the next segment. We are back with the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. 
Steve's got over two decades of experience. He's a fiduciary, so he's got your best interests at heart. He's president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions, and he's got offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Now, we're going to talk about baby boomers, that they're nearing retirement, and they've had as many as a dozen jobs. And over those jobs, they've also had multiple retirement accounts. Um, a 401k probably is the most common. But the question is, what have they done with those accounts? And we're going to start rolling out some options. And we're actually going to start with the definition first. What is an IRA rollover? Can you explain that, Steve? All right. So that's an IRA is an individual retirement arrangement. And so you can take pretty much any type of plan with limited exceptions and roll it into an IRA. And what that is, is that's your individual account. So you can then control how the money is invested. There are different types of IRAs. There's traditional and there's also Roth. The Roth, you're not getting a tax deduction when you put the money in, but any money you earn is tax-free. One of the main things that people fail to realize in retirement is if you've been saving into any kind of pre-tax retirement account, which most typically, if you're a baby boomer, you've been saving in a pre-tax retirement account, either through a 401k or a 403b or a a TDA. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they go by different names, 457, TSP. If you're saving into one of those types of accounts, most likely you were saving pre-tax. So what people fail to realize is at some point when that money comes out, you're going to have to pay tax. And for some people that can be a rude awakening. What rolling over money into a, uh, an IRA does is it allows you to control that money. So you're not limited to the, the choices in your plan or the restrictions in your plan. So I'll give you a, I work with a lot of federal employees. I'll give you a real life example on the federal government TSP plan. Mm -hmm. You can um, withdraw money from your TSP, but any money you take out is going to be proportionate. Last year in March, say you retired, the market was down 38%. Let's just say you had... 60% of your portfolio in stocks and 40% in the G fund, right? Which the, is government securities. That's their, the safe option in the, the TSP. Okay. 60% of that withdrawal is coming out of those stocks, whether you wanted them to or not. So you lose the flexibility to choose where your withdrawal comes from. Oh, wow. Okay. Didn't know that. So okay. whereas if you had taken a piece of your money and rolled it over, the aggressive piece of your portfolio and rolled it over into an IRA, you could replicate those same stock funds inside an IRA. And then the money that's left in the TSP in that situation could stay in the G fund. And now if the market is down, you take it from the, the G fund, which is safe. If the market is up, you sell some of the stocks in the IRA, but now you control the decision. So it's, that's a, you know, a, a key thing. And one of the reasons why you would want to consider rolling over an IRA. Now there's, there's reasons why you would not consider rolling over an IRA too. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> let's just stay on that same example. Let's just say you were uh, an FBI agent who retired at 52. So now you have money in the TSP, you're going to start taking distributions from it. If you roll money in to an IRA and you're under 59 and a half, now you're subjecting yourself to potentially a 10% early withdrawal penalty. Whereas if you keep it, the money that you're gonna withdraw in the government plan, you can access it without the 10% penalty. And that's something that a lot of financial planners who don't take the time or people who call themselves financial planners, 
that don't take the time to understand your individual situation. You, you, you've, you've all seen this. You've all walked into the bank at some point and the teller says, oh, go meet with our financial guy. And they have a big sign in their, in their, in their office that says, roll over your old 401k. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking the time to understand the intricacies of your plan. And you really want to be working with someone who understands your individual situation and, and the, the plans that you have. Oh, definitely. You want a specialist in that. Like we go to a doctor and there's something specifically going on, you want a specialist. So why not for financial issues as well? Absolutely. And also um, how to how to do an IRA rollover. And so that, this is another thing too. Uh, and, and we are all guilty of this in the financial services industry, but we we try and make things sound like they're a lot more complicated than they really are. Most of, Most plans, most 401k plans, it's a 10 to 15 minute phone call. You set up an IRA in an institution. Your financial advisor can help you do that. You do a 10 minute call. You tell them where the check is going to, the type of account, the account number, and they send the check. Maybe you have an annuity fund through your union or the TSP again, or some type of, if you're a state employee here in Florida, those plans are going to require forms. Those forms, sometimes if you're married, will have a, a notarization component, meaning your spouse will have to sign in front of a notary, okaying you the right to roll over your plan. So, but pretty much any type of plan can be rolled over. Okay. And the number to call Steve, if you want a further explanation on that, or you want to sit down with him and discuss how to do that or take other financial aspects, that number to call him, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Uh, unfortunately, we've got taxes, taxes for IRA transfers. That's another thing. Yeah. So there's, the way you take out the money from your IRA matters. So sometimes people will just take it as a withdrawal, not realizing it. I had a client one time who came in and he was at the bank and he, he needed money. He was buying a house for his son. And the loan officer said, oh, you have the money here in your 401k, just withdraw it. He withdrew it, didn't tell me, came into the office. And I said, what did you do? And he said, well, I, I withdrew from my 401k. And so in that situation, he was still within the 60 days from the withdrawal. Mm-hmm. So if you take a withdrawal from your 401k or your IRA, you have 60 days to put the money back in. That's called an indirect rollover. Okay. Um, if you wait longer than the 60 days, you owe the tax on that money. And so in this situation, he was going to owe the taxes on about $300,000 and had no idea because you know the loan officer is thinking only about getting him the property and not thinking about his whole situation. Right. Wow. So we got that money put back into an IRA. But once you do a rollover, you can't do another one for the whole year. Okay. Um, IRA transfers. So if you're going from one institution to another institution as a transfer, that you can do multiple times in a year. But an actual rollover where you've taken a check, that's that's once a year. Okay. Well, I'm glad you were able to help him with that, you know, rather than paying the taxes on that. That's just crazy. Yeah, no, it, and it's, it, it, it happens a lot more than you think. So, you know, that's, it's unfortunate, but it definitely does happen a lot more than you think. You got to talk to someone who knows all about that. Also too, we've got the rules on IRA to IRA rollovers, as you mentioned. Yeah, so basically, you're allowed the one rollover per year. Right. Um, you can do the you can do the trans you can do the transfers at any time. The key with anything related to your retirement is you always want to make sure it makes sense for you and for your individual situation. You should be wary, or you should kind of 
be on guard or throw the penalty flag, so to speak, if someone is pushing you to roll over your whole balance and they haven't even taken a look at what your investments are, or if they automatically bash everything that you have in your account, that should that should put your guards up because it's very unlikely that everything that you own is bad, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times with rollovers, the advice gets skewed, especially because a lot of advisors are paid based on how much how much of your assets they're controlling. Outside your house, your retirement account is typically your second largest asset. So they're usually going to be pushing to try and get you to roll that money over. And you and they may have the best intentions and what they're saying might be completely correct. However, you want to just double check and make sure because it's a big decision and there are nuances to every to every single every single transaction. So you want to make sure that the person who's advising you the of the transaction can articulate why that transaction is in your best interest and what are the what are the downsides of of doing it versus the positives. Yeah, and that's something you can take uh, your clients through or anybody listening right now and and go over a specialized plan with them and and get them you know free of uh, all the stress when it comes to all that. No, that's 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 exactly correct, Teresa. And and if you're one of the next five callers, we're going to do a strategic development of this plan for you. So we're going to look to uncover all of your your IRAs and look to create a cohesive strategy to take that money out in the most tax efficient way. Again, be one of the first five callers now, and we will put that plan together absolutely at no cost. And so normally, as I said earlier in the show, we only deal with people with a million dollars or assets or more. But for today's show, we're, we're going to take callers with $200,000 of assets or more set aside for retirement. Okay, folks. And our phones are ringing. You know, we've got five spots open. Give Steve a call right now. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. It's the first step to sit down with a financial advisor. And if something we're talking about resonates with you, whether it's you know, maybe some tax planning, we've been talking about rollovers, or just get an overall big picture, you want to give Steve a call, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. You want someone there by your side who's going to listen to your concerns and what you've got going on, not a cookie-cutter approach, yeah, take you through and do a specialized approach for you. And Steve's the guy to do that. Give him a call right now, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. You know, just want to make sure you've got everything in alignment with what your goals and plans are for the future. You don't want uh, an unpleasant surprise coming up. You don't want to run out of money for your retirement. Steve's going to make sense out of the complex financial world. Give him a call right now. That number is 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Show is flying by, Steve. What's coming up next? So coming back, we're going to go through some client questions, and we're going to give you the answers. Maybe these apply to you. Maybe they don't, but come on back. Only way you'll find out. Welcome back, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opega. It is time now for questions. And uh, Steve's got some questions from his clients that may, you know, may pertain to you, or, or if not, maybe it's uh, good to have for future reference. So the first one we've got is Frank from York. 
He says, I will retire later this year with $210,000 in my 401k, a $3,000 pension payment, and Social Security benefits. Should I use my 401k to pay off my $85,000 mortgage, which will cut my living expenses in half? So that's a great question. And it's a question probably some of you out there are thinking the same thing. We want to look at the situation individually. So here, Frank has a a decent pension and he's going to have Social Security. So he, he may look at it as, hey, I have enough money to live on. The issue becomes that the the 401k balance 210,000 is not that huge of a cushion. So if he was to take $85,000 out all at once, it probably doesn't make sense because now to to generate that 85,000, he has to pay taxes on the money that he's withdrawing. So figure he's going to lose more than half of the 401k to pay off that mortgage. So yes, he's cutting his expenses in half, but he's also cutting his assets in half. And so it typically doesn't make sense to do that because you're, especially where mortgage rates are now, interest rates are so low that having that debt, if you're planning on staying in the house, is is manageable, especially with his level of pension and social security. Yeah. Like, as you mentioned, you know, because the rates are so low, it'd be kind of silly to be doing that. So that's a good point. We also have Sarah in Silver Springs. I am a 64-year-old single woman trying to get rid of some of my debt. I want to take $125,000 out of my IRA to pay off my mortgage, and everyone's telling me not to. Do you think this is a bad idea? Sarah, I'm not going to join in with the, the, the crowd and say that you, you don't that you shouldn't do it. I'd have to look at your individual situation, but it depends. I mean, if you're if you're have a seven figure IRA balance and you're going to have to take minimum distributions at some point anyway, then it could make sense. If it's similar to Frank, where you have $200,000 in the IRA and you're taking out 125,000, probably not a good call. So that's really why you want to sit down and do an individualized plan. And you also, again, mortgage debt is not a bad debt. You you have the interest on it is, is typically tax deductible. The rates are so low right now. So, you know, even if you're getting a modest rate of growth in your IRA, chances are it's it's growing better than what you would be getting, you'd be paying on the mortgage and you're not having to incur that income tax. And so you can let that money continue to grow tax deferred. And as a 64 year old, you'd be able to let that defer all the way up until age 72. So uh, before you'd even have to take a distribution. So gut feeling would be no, but, you know, don't do it, but we'd we'd have to look at your situation in a little bit more detail. Sure, sure. And that would be different if that was credit card debt, obviously. Different story. No, absolutely. So credit card debt can sometimes be as high as 29%. Credit card debt is like putting a noose around your retirement distribution plan. So to the extent you have credit card debt, that's a completely different story. And that's something that you want to look to get out of uh, before you retire. Our next question is from George in Citrus Springs. The whole idea of not working anymore makes me really nervous about our financial future. I've worked for over 50 years, and I can't imagine just stopping. How can I know that the resources I've accumulated are going to meet the needs for the rest of our lives? So the only way you're going to ever have clarity is to do a plan. And, but a plan in and of itself isn't going to give you the, the security that you need. You have to constantly revisit that plan and review it because – 
one thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. You're going to have changes. Uh, things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. And usually when things go wrong, they don't just go wrong as a one-off. They usually go wrong in clusters. Um, so if you've ever had that situation where you know you have a major house repair and then all of a sudden maybe you have a child that gets divorced and moves back in. So you have three or four things that go wrong at the same time. You know, you get sick. You know, so you want to have enough money saved, but you also want to constantly revisit. And so that's the only way you're going to really ever have confidence in your financial future. But if you've done the planning, that's a big, that's a big first step. Not working anymore is, is a big step. And I'm glad you touched on that, George. One of the things that I, I like to stress with my clients is that it's not just your paycheck that stops when you retire. It's also a part of your identity, right? For the, the last however many years when you've gone to a party, someone one of the first questions people ask you is, oh, what do you do for work? So it's a, not just the, the check, it's a part of your identity. It's also 40 to 60 hours a week of your, of your life. And so you want to have a plan on how to spend your time too, because that can be a, a big shock to some people. If you go into retirement and you don't, you don't know how to fill the day, and you don't want to sit there and watch eight hours a day of cable news. Um, so <laughs> especially, you definitely, especially these days. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, you want to definitely, you want to know what you're retiring to and you have to give it some thought. You have to think about, all right, here's the social interactions I'm going to have. Here are the people who I'm close with. You know, if you have grandkids, am I going to spend more time with the grandkids? All of these things have to factor in, uh, in terms of it. So it's not just about looking at the resources that you have. It's about, looking at how those resources are going to be spent. And so you might have enough depending on your, your lifestyle, but unless you sit there and hash out a projection of what your lifestyle is going to look like, it's really hard to determine if you have enough. There's no one silver bullet or, or magic number. Right. Like you mentioned, no cookie cutter approach. It's, and that's why you sit down with a financial advisor to go through a specialized plan. That just all makes sense. And our last question's from Joel in Ocala. He says, I'm 62 and I was planning to work for another four years before retiring. However, my job is wearing me down and I'm not happy there anymore. So I'm just tempted to, to just quit and start taking Social Security now that I'm eligible and then work a low-stress part-time job somewhere. Have you seen people do this successfully? I definitely have seen people do it successfully. But the people who do it successfully are people who have done the requisite saving and have a strategy in place. Obviously, if you're not happy with your job, the first and foremost thing is you shouldn't, you shouldn't be in a job that's stressful because it's just going to hanging on an extra year. If it's going to deteriorate you physically or mentally, it's not worth it to have the extra year of income financially. So right off the bat, I would say if your job is making you miserable and part of the reason you've worked, you know, if you're 62 now, say you've worked for 40 years is to enjoy your time in retirement. So if it's going to wear you down to work another two years and it's going to really be a detriment physically to you and mentally that could impact your, your overall retirement and your, your life expectancy in, a, in all sorts of different ways. So in that situation, you'd want to get out of that, that job. But in, in terms of working a, a low, a low stress part-time job versus working a full-time job, that's low stress. That would be based on your individual situation. One of the things you have to also think about is whether or not taking social security early makes sense. If you're, 
in reasonably good health at this moment as a 62 year old, there's a better than 50% chance that you're going to make it into your eighties. And so the person who takes social security at 62 versus the person who takes it at full retirement, the break even is, is 76 years old. Now, most people are going to live longer than 76 years old if they're already 62 and healthy. However, about a third of the people take social security early. Why? Because we all overestimate the damage we've done to our own body. The example I always use is that this past December, Keith Richards turned 77 years old. And I don't think anyone out there listening today has, has done more damage to their body than Keith Richards. <laughs> so, um, right. you know, you, you have to think about these things logically and not based on anecdotes or we all know that person who, who was healthy and then they retired and they have a massive heart attack a year into retirement. Mm -hmm. But you can't make a decision based on an anecdote. You have to make it based on statistics. The other thing to consider is if you're working and you're collecting Social Security early, if you make more than $18,240 a year, for every $2 you earn above that, you're losing a dollar of that Social Security. So the benefit of taking it early is reduced. There's no, there's no set answer, Joel. It would be you know, one of those things we would discuss in a plan. But typically, um, starting Social Security early doesn't make sense. But you know, quitting your job could make sense if it's, if it's causing you a severe amount of stress. And like you mentioned, that's something that you could sit down with everybody and, and put a specialized plan together because everybody's situation is different. There's not one approach for every person. You've got to take a lot of different factors into consideration. And that's something you could do for the folks right now is open up a plan for them. Right. No, absolutely. And we're for the next three people who call who've saved at least $200,000 for retirement, we're going to offer you that peace of mind. We're going to design, build, and protect your assets. We're going to show you what your projected spending power is going to be in retirement. And so it's going to really give you a roadmap. Now, what you do with that roadmap is up to you, but wouldn't it be nice to know, hey, look, I, I hate my job right now, but I have enough money saved to walk away and maintain my same lifestyle. And that's what a plan will do. And the plan will show you that at this moment in time. But again, it's important to work with an advisor who's continually reviewing that plan and making sure you're, you're staying on pace. And Teresa is going to give you that number right now. All right. So we've got three more spots open, folks. That number to call 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's common sense planning and straight talk. You just need to sit down and get a financial roadmap put together. And Steve is going to make sense of all that complex financial world you've been hearing about. Maybe People have been talking about Bitcoin, like you mentioned before. There's just something that, you know, there's no quick fix for. There's specialized plans. And Steve's going to do that for you. He's going to sit down and get to know you and put a plan in place. The number to call, 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review. Again, we only got a couple spots left. And this is the last segment of the show. Give Steve a call right now, 800-705-9995. Again, that number, 800-705-9995. Steve, it was a pleasure getting to know you for your first show. We look forward to talking with you again next week with new topics and new questions. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's been great. Thank you, Teresa. I really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to next week and 
just wanted to uh, wish everybody listening out there a great rest of your weekend. I'll see you next week. All right. And we'll see you next week right here with the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management, LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with the SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. 